Oh, hi, this is Robert Stephen Kramars, co-founder of Intelliversity, and this is the Vision Master podcast, which you've heard before. We have uh, a really interesting Vision Master with us today, uh, Tony Drexel-Smith. And uh, he's a, uh, he's, his, his varied background all brings him to this moment in time today. Uh, Tony is the founder chairman of the AOBMA, which is pronounced the Association of Blue Moon Advisors. We'll get into how that uh, came up. And he's also in charge of due diligence at a, a fairly major capital raising firm in the Bay Area known as U.S. Capital Partners. I know they're based in the Bay Area, but your offices are in Las Vegas, right, Tony? Correct. Yeah, we are a worldwide company. Truly, we have offices in London and we do business all over the world. Uh, we we uh, have all of our due diligence to underwriting staff here in Las Vegas. Uh, we like to hire right out of UNLV, the master's degree program. Uh, so we're able to uh, get fantastic educated people. And uh, we don't have that incredible cost of living expense of San Francisco. Now, we try, we try to tell our advisor clients not to gamble with investors' money. Um, right. Yeah. right. So... Um, there's a, a contract, and I know you feel the same way. So how do you, how do you teach, how do you teach entrepreneurs uh, how not to gamble with investors' money? Well, first of all, they have a fiduciary responsibility, right? I mean, there's the whole point of due diligence and underwriting to make sure that the legal documentation is in order, uh, and that there's a clear understanding as to the use of capital. Uh, and we have a regulated, uh, well, we have a program where, in every 30 days, we're reviewing how the project is going. Uh, we use a virtual data room to maintain uh, uh, compliance and document sharing so that we can ensure that the entrepreneur is on target with what they had uh, suggested they would be doing with the capital and what those returns on investments are uh, working out to be, comparing the pro, the pro forma versus the actual. Well, let's tell, the, um, tell our listeners, what is the AOBMA? Who are its clients and what does it do? Well, the AOBMA primarily serves its members, which are professional consultants, subject matter experts, attorneys, accountants, capital providers um, that learn our standardized process for evaluating enterprises. Um, and the enterprises are the customers or clients of our members. See. So a, a, a visionary member, an innovator, a founder, um, if they want one of your well-trained advisors, how do they... How do they get that? Sure. Well, we our network is now 365 strong, um, and each one of those network members typically has their own website. As an example, even though I'm the chairman and founder, I have my own website, TonyDrexelSmith.com, which links we, me. And we're one of your advisors. We have a website, right? That's right. That's right. And and almost every member has their own promotional website. Most of our members are independent contractors. Some are companies like uh, U.S. Capital Global, as an example. Mm -hmm. um, but look, we're a fintech education company. We're training consultants and professional advisors and, and subject matter experts on how to follow our standards uh, protocols that uh, took us about 10 years to create and develop, where we can determine the right type of capital for the right situation uh, that's prepared for the right audience. Mm -hmm. um, that, that is our value proposition. Um, you know, if you go to an investment banker, they have a certain protocol and type of capital, and VC, same. Same thing with an angel investor, 
Uh, same thing with a commercial banker. I mean, you can go on and on with the 45 ways to capitalize a company, but they all have their own protocols and they all have their own specific niches, industries, sectors, and so on. Um, where, where the AOVMA's true value proposition is, we are aware of all of those different types of capital and our members represent those various types of capital. And so we've created a system to be able to determine based on the enterprise that's seeking capital, its situation, qualifications, what's the best type of capital for the right situation and what documentation is required to apply for that capital and then what's the right audience to bring it to. All right, so if, for our innovative and founder uh, listeners, do they go to the AOBMA.com site to find a advisor? Is that how it works? They can. Um, I'm doing the podcast here, so we would actually recommend any uh, you know, AOBMA members should promote themselves, which is how our model works. So I'd really pr rather promote TonyDrexelSmith.com and then I will uh, take those clients right into the AOBMA and introduce them to oh, our perfect. members okay. uh, directly. But they're, they're welcome to go to the AOBMA.com as well. Okay, now, now talking to our advisors, all of the advisors listening, uh, how do they get involved in your network? There are multiple uh, types of membership. There is a, uh, a member, there's an affiliate member, there's a Bloomin Advisor member, and there's a certified Bloomin Advisor member, and then there's a licensed member. We also have student memberships as well. Each membership level uh, determines how much training they intend to participate in, um, how much money they want to earn. Uh, they they, we, we pay referral fees based on the uh, level of involvement and training. Um, and we refer business out as well. So the referrals go both ways, depending upon the type of member. Okay, well, at the end, we'll give, um, give out the, uh, the link and the, um, the URL to actually inquire about membership in the AOBMA. But right. uh, I'd like to take a, a little side trip here because you have a storied background as starting out as a Marine. How, right. do you, how do you apply your Marine background to helping uh, entrepreneurs and advisors uh, deal with the challenges of, of being never, never giving up persistence can and, and and just never giving up is number one and two is discipline and the discipline that's required to never give up um, you know never giving up is a is a trait that's very hard to teach and train um, and for me I mean I've had many a day where it was tough to keep going you know, when the 2008 crisis happened um, it was a very difficult time to capitalize. I remember that, yes. Mm -hmm. You know, and I just kept going anyway. Um, you know, having been in, engaged with over 1,400 companies and hearing 8,000 pitches, you can be rest assured, I've had many times where situations were really tough. And uh, depending upon how involved I've gotten in projects, it, it can be a tough job trying to help entrepreneurs seek capital. Um, and uh, very often I have to give people the truth. And sometimes people don't want to hear the truth. Um, and you know, 85% of the time, entrepreneurs are on the wrong track in terms of the type of capital they're seeking and whether they're qualified for the capital that they really want. And uh, we tell them the truth. And so by telling them the truth, I can go to bed at night, but that doesn't necessarily mean it was a good day because ultimately sometimes people don't take the truth well. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, you also have a, um, a family that you've been raising for the last, what, 25 years? 30 years. years. Yeah. 30 yeah. years. Yeah, well, being Marine, you know, I, I, I grew up quick. Uh, I was married very young, um, which many Marines do that. And uh, so I'm very fortunate to be a young, empty nester. Uh, my wife and I raised six children together. 
and um, all six are now either married in the military or in college. Um, so we're very fortunate to have four grandchildren now and, uh, and be empty nesters. It's part of the reason we uh, moved to Las Vegas is we have the freedom to be able to fly anywhere from the world from this airport without traffic getting there. By the way, thank you for your service and your kids. Um, Truly my honor, happy to do it. Needn't be said, but I like to say it anyway. All right, so great. So uh, this one last thing, I, in terms of the COVID-19 um, crisis and recession that we're in, what do you personally advise companies do to um, pivot and or recognize the changes that are underway in our economy at this time? Well, first of all, let's recognize that the last three months of COVID-19 were unprecedented and everyone knows that. Um, the real issue for us on the banking side is what does the next year look like? Um, no one's really felt the effect and you're not seeing it in the news every day about how many people are in forbearance. Um, many people don't understand how forbearance works. It's not a forgiveness of your monies. Um, you have to apply for your, uh, the loans that have been forbeared to be added to your loan or a restructure of your loan. Um, or those loans are going to become due. So if your car payment, your house payment, your Navient student loan payment have been forbeared for the last three months, um, realize that those bills will become due. Um, that's going to be painful for a lot of people, especially those that are, have not uh, regained employment. Unemployment in general is going to run out in July for most people. Um, so I'm quite concerned about what August and September is going to look like. Um, it's unfortunate that it's not in the news every single day that this is going to be a very important issue that's going to happen two to three months from now. Um, I would hate for it just to become the biggest piece of news around um, when, no, when we could have been talking about it well in advance and planning for it. I'm also quite concerned that every election year there's an adjustment in our economy. Macroeconomic issues get shifted every time there's an election. And this is the first time in our American history with, with television uh, that it's not in the news morning and night. The election is only four or five months away. Um, the fact that it's not the top news every day uh, is because there's so much other news that's uh, gaining um, much more viewership. So I think those things uh, cause entrepreneurs to, to pause. Think strong about conservation, getting capitalized now, making sure that you've got a strong capitalization plan uh, for the unforeseen future. You know, 2008 crisis lasted really about 18 months to two years. It wouldn't surprise me if we go through a very similar period now. Yeah. Uh, it's part of the reason that I, I uh, stopped being just an independent contractor and went to go work at U.S. Capital Partners because I learned that through 2008 to 2010, commercial bankers tightened up so strong that alternative speculative capital was the name of the business. And that is why I've aligned myself with U.S. Capital Partners. They specialize in that. They, they have uh, an investment banking division. They have a broker-dealer division uh, that will be able to help entrepreneurs through these very interesting times that, we're, that are, we're headed into. I think, again, COVID is an obvious shift. Um, the real issue here is what is the fallout going to look like? All right. We could keep talking all morning, Tony, uh, but I have to draw sure. a line here. So. How do people contact you directly for either service? Best way is just go to TonyDrexelSmith.com. Mm -hmm. uh, my email address is Tony at TonyDrexelSmith.com. I've made it all pretty darn easy. Um, I can be reached at the AOBMA through Tony Drexel Smith or US CAP, Tony Drexel Smith. Uh, you can learn about me, my history, career, all of our intellectual property we created. It's all on that side there. 
you're a natural entrepreneur. Repeated your name nicely and your contact and your mission. So good job, Tony. Thank you. So thank you very much. This is Robert Stephen Kramars of the Vision Master podcast from Intelliversity. Thank you for listening. And that's the way it will be. Thanks, Rob. Take care.